0: Welcome Jason down in Austin. Like you're an EMT or I'm a paramedic. Paramedic. See me. I was talking to uh, one of the other hosts, and we were talking about uh, which is one of them gets paid more. Uh, paramedics. Paramedics. Okay. Uh, so how's the uh, coronavirus uh, happening down? In Austin, and uh, what what kind of stories can you tell us on that?
1: Well, it's uh, Austin is now officially a hot spot. We've had several cases of of actual COVID positive patients being admitted to the hospitals. The uh, the biggest effect that it's having on us right now is that our call volume has dropped dramatically because it. It almost seems like people aren't calling 911 because they're afraid that if they go to the hospital, they're going to catch COVID.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of the – lot of there's even uh, stories of uh, police departments in certain areas. I mm-hmm. can't really tell which ones. But the, the cops are stopping pulling people over because of the fear of getting uh, COVID-19. Or the Chinese virus? Oh Jesus! Well, no, it, it was really, it was really funny because Houston's uh, mayor had this big uh, uh, press conference telling criminals to stop being criminals for a little bit so we can get the COVID nineteen under control.
1: Yeah, I, I heard about that. And the only thing I could do was just kind of shake my head and go, "Really? That that's where we're at now." You're to the point now where you're you're going to ask criminals, "Hey, uh, we understand that you guys are criminals and you're going to do things that are you know against the law, but could would you mind toning it down a bit until we get this stuff under control?"
0: Yeah, no. What's really funny is I was thinking about that. I was like, you could totally get out of uh, getting robbed at gunpoint now. Just going, oh, I got the COVID nineteen, start sneezing and coughing. Modern days, modern days, modern solutions. I'm sure that there are other ways to get out of that situation, but yeah, oh yeah, there is, is definitely a thought. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll put put a pin in it, and just in case. Yeah, I'm not gonna pull the pin on that grenade. <laughs> so, uh, well, and in all reality, the Chinese virus it it does have. Uh, from what you were telling me, you can go ahead and tell the story. Uh, um, but you know, I, I, I'm not
1: comfortable putting that over the airways, that's oh, okay. like, at, and that's just at the risk of you know violating a HIPAA law. Oh, okay. But, um, I'll, I'll tell you from a third party standpoint, there, uh, there was a guy that was picked up who was uh 40 years old, he's an athlete healthy guy, no history of any kind, no cardiac conditions. He just had some mild flu like symptoms. And, uh, you know, other than just looking like he felt like crap, you're like, yeah, you're, you're going to be fine. You know? And then, uh, within three days of that transport, he was dead. Mm. Like he, he ended up crashing. He started out with just basic flu like symptoms and then ultimately ended up having to be put on a ventilator and he just continued to spiral down
0: until he was just gone yeah but uh how's your uh p p e gear uh holding up well Cause a lot of a lot of people are 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 telling everybody it's like um you're out of stock. A lot of places are out of stock right now mm-hmm. uh, for like gloves, masks and whatnot. Uh, well, a lot of it in, in the beginning, we were
1: it, we weren't all that concerned about it unless they had a fever or a recent cough. Then we were like, eh, you know, if, as long as it wasn't as long as we didn't suspect it, it was just business as usual. And, you know, in our our standard. PPE for every patient contact is just gloves and eye protection, you know. But if we suspected, if there was any kind of suspicion that, hey, this, this patient could be sick, then, you know, we're going to put on a, uh, an N95 mask, and we're still wearing our gloves, our eye protection, but we're also going to put on an apron or, a, you know, a gown. And once we – of course, we're going to put a mask on the patient, too – And then after the transport's done, we go through our unit and we sanitize or sterilize the hell out of it. So we're spraying like a 10% bleach solution on everything in the back of the module. And then we have to roll down all the windows, open up all the doors, and we have to just sit there out of service and let it sit for 10 minutes and after 10 minutes, then we go through and we wipe everything down. So, I mean, we're talking like we're out of service for the better part of a half an hour so that we can decontaminate the back of the ambulance so that we're ready for the next call. So in in that course of the half an hour, there there's people that could be calling for us, but we can't go get them because we have to decontaminate. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I was telling you, like our call volume has dropped. So, because our call volumes dropped, they've had to cut units. So, we're out there on the streets with fewer ambulances than we normally would. So, that plays into account as well. So, it really messes with our response time. Because there's, we, we respond to 911 calls. Uh, we call it out in county, and that means uh, you, you've been out here where I live in the Round Rock area, but we we have to drive over to, you know, two counties over for 911 responses. And it's from here, uh, driving at 75, 80 miles an hour, it takes about 40 minutes to get there. Oh, okay. you know, and my partner and I had responded from Round Rock to a motor vehicle collision out in county. And we were running lights and sirens, and it still took us over a half an hour to get to the scene. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, this it, it really is affecting you know the the general populace and ems as a whole
0: are you getting uh less uh vehicle collisions nowadays or because no of- that's Cause well cause yeah, our our, actually, our, yeah. our roads our roads are really are i mean uh today uh i had to go uh drop some stuff off and uh it was it it was the first time in a long while that the roads were actually a little bit backed up on a sunday everything else though on a, any other day it's it's almost uh free and clear you can play basketball in the street
1: yeah. yeah well and you know i live right off of the 35 so right. uh, and i and i work at night so generally before all of this mess hit that 35 it constantly had traffic running down it just at all hours of the night and here lately you know, between the hours of about, I want to say 11 PM to maybe four or five o'clock in the morning, it's eerie. Like it, it's so deserted driving down the highway. I kind of feel like I'm rolling into the opening scene of the Silent Hills. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's really unsettling. No. Uh,
0: Cause they've, They've closed off a lot of events uh, for, like, everywhere. Uh, how How is that down in Austin? Because I know... I can't remember the film festival there. Or oh, what it's actually called. But they, they I know they canceled that in the beginning of March. And they were looking at maybe close to about $40 million lost because of everything down there was just cut off. Yeah, well, it
1: as far as the events go, I'm not real sure on that cuz well, you know me. I I have no life. I'm married to my job. So, when I'm not at work, I'm usually at home studying. But I can tell you that uh I'm a month overdue for a haircut because all the barbershops have been closed.
0: Yeah, uh, I know. I know what you're talking about on that one because I've been trying I was like, "Man, I'm getting really super
1: struggling now." product placement. If you're not drinking Viking's blood, you should be drinking Viking's blood.
0: I can't put that on the placement because, well, I I eventually one day will make my own uh, Viking's blood. (laughs) Yeah, but your Viking's blood is going to involve human blood. That's not...
1: And you're going to drink it from the skulls of your vanquished enemies.
0: Hey, hey, (laughs) hey, I will patch that hole in my head so I can do this
1: no, but um, as far as other stuff, like the businesses businesses that are being affected, you know, of course, every restaurant in town has been closed. Yeah. Uh, the the lines to get into places like HEB have just been just maddening. Like, I'll get off work at 7 o'clock in the morning and remind myself, oh, yeah, I need to go get groceries because I haven't gone in like two weeks. But I'll get out there to HEB and see that there's a line to get into the store. That goes down the plaza, around the corner, and into the parking lot of the next business to get oh, in. Oh
0: yeah, because you don't, you don't have uh, well, Wichita Falls being uh, small as it is, uh, we don't have that much. We don't have uh, well, it's called uh, a queue to get into the uh, 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 Walmart or anything. Yeah.
1: Well, it you don't have there isn't a queue to get into Walmart either, but that's because Walmart has been picked clean. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like oh god, there's there's nothing there. I like right when this scare started, you know, I you you've been to my place. I'm not OCD with cleanliness, but I do like to keep things neat, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to Walmart. I was like, "Oh, I need to get some stuff so I can clean the bathroom and uh, you know clean up the kitchen." I just needed to get some Lysol and uh, Pine Sol, you know. Yeah, and there there was no cleaning solutions at all. There there was no Tilex. There was no Pine Sol. There was no Clorox. There was nothing in the cleaning solvents section. There was no paper towels. No toilet. <laughs> there there was no. Fucking toilet! Why was there no goddamn toilet paper? I don't understand why everybody was losing their shit over toilet paper.
0: (laughs) Well, the thing, okay, this is this is the only theory I have. I'm not entirely uh, wondering if it's one of those things that it was. It happened over there in China. The reports went uh, went up that everybody in China was buying toilet paper because they're getting quarantined, and then it got over here. People thought hey we need to buy toilet paper because the Chinese bought the toilet paper when they had their uh thing. I think that's it it's it's mom mentality really. <laughs> I, I I did I I did a whole uh study one time of how uh mom mentality really works. And uh what it is is that whole theory of if you look up in the sky and just stand there and look up the sky hopefully not in the sun you'll blind yourself but if you just look up you could be in you could be inside of a walmart or or store or anywhere and just start looking up and you can have a camera on the uh, other side you'll probably have a group within about five ten minutes looking up with you everybody just kind of what are you looking at
1: Yeah, yeah
0: everybody's looking up and you just go what are y'all doing? I'm counting tiles later. It's it's really funny to do something like that. Yeah. I
1: used to pull pranks like that. Well, similar to that on Navy ships, I would stand outside of a specific hatchway and I would just stand there. Like I was waiting someone to walk over. What are you doing? It's like, Oh, they're serving ice cream out of here. son. Oh shit. I want ice cream. Then guy would jump in line with me. And within about 30 minutes, there's, you know, 40, 50 people waiting in a random Hallway on the ship that just goes from a hatch all the way down and around corners and shit, and I'd like, oh, I'm tired of waiting. I'm leaving. I'll be back later though. I was oh, okay. I'll hold your spot, doc. You know, I'd leave, and then, like within about an hour or so, you'd hear an announcement made over the the one MC or the ship's PA system, and it's someone on the bridge going, "All hands, now hear this: ice cream is not being served out of the executive officer stateroom." Yeah. You know? <laughs> so of course people that know me would just kind of look <laughs> at me and go, You're an asshole. <laughs> and, I, and I'd go, Hey, sometimes I gotta create my own entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. That's that's what I do when I'm bored. <laughs> I, I <laughs>
0: get I get I get I get way too Mine ends up on national lose sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: I, uh... I was like that whole it's like that one time I had that I, – I I only said this to a couple of my friends. I had that uh, this whole idea of a uh, uh, baby fight club. You told me about that, and if I, I remember was, correctly – I was more that at myself.
1: I, even I think I rolled my eyes, shook my head, and then asked, why are we
0: friends? Yeah, and then you go – not really your fault. I mean, you make <laughs> stupid suggestions, and you even tell people flat out you shouldn't listen to me because I'm slightly crazy.
1: And no, you're insane, not crazy.
0: And the the little uh, card I got was sane impaired, so we have to see it. <laughs> oh, there's something wrong with you. No. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Uh, well, but you Lisa, know, short, actually, fine. when, oh, um, like when you were talking to me about we were talking about the COVID a little bit earlier with all the craziness that's going on, uh, you and I kind of chatted on it a little bit. And tonight when Michael and I were filming for my next YouTube episode, we were talking about kind of the same thing. And one of the topics that we've gotten into is this whole uh, like everybody, like all the liberals are losing their minds now and starting to panic
0: by firearms. Yes. And that. It's one of those things, it's not a problem, it's just they need to find uh, ways to uh, learn gun safety and find a good instructor other than just panic by, like, a lot of people are doing. Yeah. And a lot. And what's really sad is a lot of people are uh, advocate of finding out, hey, like... California's World Wars they're literally going in the gun stores like I want a gun I want this gun blah 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 yeah, good I luck
1: finding one right now though
0: no 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 they're literally saying it's like well you got to wait 10 days what why do I have to wait 10 days uh, because, because that's because the law you decided to vote <laughs> for a person that decided to hey if we have a 10- day restriction and lessen the magazines, which they're still actually going through with. Uh, there's actually, uh, I think, a three judge panel, uh, Supreme Court trying to overrule that.
1: Really, they got they're they're, inst- they're instituting a tribunal for that.
0: Uh, they have to. It's one of those things. it's, it's one of those things if they feel that because one judge already says like, hey, this is unconstitutional. My God, you know, Coleon Noir is going to
1: have a fucking stroke over this.
0: No, actually, he's hoping for it.
1: Are you really?
0: Well, okay. think about it this way. What did what this is the whole uh, thing with it. California has a restriction on how many bullets can be in the magazine. Once this goes through in that Supreme Court, not not the head Supreme Court, but just California Supreme Court, federal Supreme Court. They're smaller, just jurisdictions. I got it right. Uh, But once that goes through, if it goes through, and they say yes, this is unconstitutional, it's then mandated that every state that has that ruling gets it canceled. So Colorado and other states. Have the same uh, that uh, I think Colorado, New Jersey, a couple other. I, I know New York does too. Uh, a couple other states.
1: You're, are, are, you're talking about the
0: uh, it gets reversed.
1: So they're going to do away with magazine capacity caps.
0: Yeah, they have to. You oh, can't be, good. be unconstitu- at that point in time. It will be a judge ruling that is unconstitutional.
1: Well, here's hoping that judge. Goes in that direction. Actually, it's three judges. Here's hoping those three judges go in that direction. But uh, what I was going to tell you is, like, with with all the panic buying out here, uh, first of all, uh, yeah, they're good luck finding a gun here now for sale anyway. But <laughs> what I was going to tell you, okay, okay, you find the gun
0: now. Good luck finding the bullets. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah.
1: But uh,
0: I got lucky da- I got lucky on Friday finding a uh, two-two-three rounds for a uh, uh, friend of mine's AR.
1: Jesus. I well, you remember how for, you and I talked dude. before about how uh, Austin or the city of Austin has basically become Seattle and San Francisco, the sequel. You know, like it's just it, oh my God. It's
0: well, Dallas. Is, Austin yeah. is no longer Texas. Well, it's Dallas is getting the crazy. same way almost because they they've already said it's like if you uh, steal something of five hundred dollars less, they are not going to prosecute you anymore. Stupid.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, what I was going to tell you is uh, I had a friend of mine who uh, like and it it almost ended our friendship when she found out that I carry a gun, like. Almost everywhere I go, unless there's a thirty out 30 out seven signposted, I'm carrying. Yeah. And when she found out about that, she's like, "I didn't know you're carrying a gun." I was like, "Yeah, I always carry a gun." And she's like, uh. "She like she lost her shit on me. She's Like, <laughs> I can't believe those. They're dangerous. That's a weapon. They're for killing people." And and I was kind of like, "Look, I carry what I want to carry. To hell with everybody else. If you got a problem with it, you get to have a problem with it. I don't care." Uh, but the short of the long is that you know. Fast forward several months down the line, I haven't I haven't talked to her in a long time because <laughs> oh, oh you know God. life happens. Yeah, and she, I coming. get a I, yeah, you already know it's coming. I get a a call from from her out of the blue. And she says, "Hey, can can you recommend a gun for me to buy? Is I'm really worried with this COVID scare, and I I just feel like I need to have a, a gun in the house to protect uh, myself. Why and would you want a
0: weapon of war? And,
1: and then I I, war you know, I, mean, I I could have. I could have rubbed her face in it. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that because, you know, me, I'm a big proponent of, you know, do what you need to do to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. Yeah. But what what floored me is that it took this this big pandemic scare to to, I guess, slap that or, or not slap really, but to hit that switch of reality that, oh, shit, this this could really be going on. And what I was getting at is, you know, with, with restaurants being closed, with venues being closed, with barbershops being closed, all these smaller businesses that usually employ a lot of people being closed. These We're talking a, a, a large number of people that are going without income and have been going without win, income for what, almost a month now, right? Uh, yeah. And it doesn't look like Things are going to get back to normal anytime soon. So what my thing is or my, my logic is going, okay, so you have this – This uh, I don't even know what the percentage of the populace is that works in businesses like these that are shut down. But whatever that percentage is, you got to ask yourself, after how long will these people start getting desperate?
0: you know where they uh, right realize now it's going to be oh, shit, probably i have no
1: income and i need food or i need money or i need whatever so then they start looking for targets of opportunity so that they can get stuff that they need to take care of themselves and or their families i mean it's i'm not saying that they're worthless or that they're they're evil people i'm just saying that
0: that's human people. nature yeah they're no, desperate. desperate yeah desperate people uh desperate times come Calls from different measures. Yeah. And exactly. most of the most of the time, what what's gonna happen. That's like even right now with my job, it's not guaranteed. Hmm. They already uh this week we already had layoffs. I'm on uh an extra uh three days off from uh for this week. I was only supposed to have like three days. I was supposed to have Saturday, Sunday, uh Monday off. But I got Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. <laughs> and that's only because they need this this whole quarter is supposed to be crap cuz mm-hmm. a lot of the air uh uh a lot of like GE uh shut down their plant when we uh for the parts that we give uh ship them a lot of plants are closing down because they need to quarantine yeah so we also we also laid they also laid off like 150 people and uh, they're trying to also uh, get people to voluntarily uh, get a furlough up until, like, July 20th. A furlough. Yeah.
1: Hey, congratulations. You are on a unpaid vacation from now until July.
0: Well— Good the luck. The, no, this is, this is how the furlough works. Because right now, if you're technically laid off, you can draw unemployment. And they added in. Now, what you're saying, I was like, "Well, how, when's going to happen when people get desperate?" Well, if nothing's fixed by November, and that's the time frame from eight was like uh, March, April, June, July, August, uh, September, September, January, November. seven months. Next, next, well, no, next. Uh, Next February, because the unemployment. Oh, next February. Yeah. Okay. May, June, this...
1: July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Ten months.
0: Yeah. The reason why I say ten... that. Jesus Christ! Ten months. Okay. The reason why I say well, Colt, after ten months, if this is not, uh, if this is not fixed, or we get back, actually, uh, Trump is actually <coughs> trying to implement it by the end of the month. <laughs> to start up the economy again. But a lot of the uh, doctors and uh, medical people are – that is medical people. Any medical advice you get, uh, they're saying possibly July. Now, saying that, that's a good time frame. It's not good for people being quarantined and everything because you get stirred up and not doing anything. The reason why I say uh, next February is because that's when the unemployment checks will stop.
1: Well, let me put it to you this way: I'll, Let me—if um, you've probably already thought of this, but I want to say it out loud for your viewers—you uh, want to get an idea of how bad things are right now and how much worse they're going to get in the foreseeable future, okay? Uh, when was the last time you put gas in your car?
0: Uh, Thursday.
1: How much did it cost per gallon uh one forty five one forty five I went and put okay so a month ago, the average cost of gas here in the Austin area was about a dollar sixty five dollars seventy depending on where you went. I put gas in the car yesterday and it was a dollar thirty nine
0: per gallon well that's that 's not because of the covid nineteen
1: no, it's it is
0: because, no, it's, no, no, no.
1: It's it's a big part of it because with everybody staying home, people aren't working, people aren't going anywhere because well, they can't afford to.
0: No, what had happened was is Russia and OPEC were having a bidding war, and OPEC was holding down, uh, was pushing out more oil, so they can drop the price of oil down. Because right now it's the barrel that you place the oil in cost more than the oil that you put in. That doesn't affect the cost of fuel consumption, though. And well, let, let me tell you why. It
1: well, it let, doesn't. Hear me out. Hear me out. So, so re, remember, we're talking company, private companies that own these that own the oil that we use to produce fuel. They don't care how how much that oil costs like if they're having if they get the oil cheaper that is not incentive for them to drop the cost of gasoline because well that affects their bottom line if they're able to get the gas at a lower price they're not going to lower the cost of what they're selling it at because well now they're not making as much money they're going to keep it where it was and they're going to make that profit
0: does that make sense it makes sense, but the economics of it—the whole reason why—and you can actually look this up afterwards—is uh, the they started a uh, Ru- Russia and OPEC, Saudi Arabia, uh, starting literally started a uh, a price war, and we really heard it from that because of the whole. Uh, uh, price gouging they were doing i mean saudi arabia can sell their oil at uh eight dollars a barrel where everybody else sells theirs at like 21 to 25 that was the the max limit we can actually uh, max minimum we can actually sell it to actually make a profit and that's what opec and saudi arabia were doing i still
1: fit like although we're talking about something else but i me, honestly, I'll, I'll have to look it up, honestly, because I don't know. I'm just – I'm giving you my logic. Yeah, I, I like, the, your logic. The your cost logic. of logic. oil out there where the bidding first starts, to me, honestly, I don't think it means shit when it comes to how much we're going to be paying for it. Like, the only way that I see the price is changing – the price doesn't go down because we're able to get it cheaper. I think the price goes down because nobody's using it. No, the price goes right. up
0: when we have to spend more to get it. You're right. Okay, it's one of those things that we're both right. It's just you're seeing you have to see both sides to connect it to really get it. You you're right. A lot a uh, lot, lot less people are using uh oil or gas. So you're going to get Cheaper gas prices because no one's going anywhere.
1: Yeah, but bear in mind also, I am not a stock market guru. I'm not. I'm. I'm not an economist. That is not my. That's not my lane.
0: No, but I'm. Now, I'm just, I, what's sad is, is I'm one of those people that I just get bored and I start researching stuff and I research. As I as do as too, as I but I don't research. Like or,
1: I, I do too, but I don't like to look up. Economics. I look up stuff that I'm actually interested in. Now, let let's go back to what we were talking about, though. Uh, the uh, the the COVID and how it's affecting uh, the like the the gun sales and shit. Yeah. Uh, so when when that friend of mine she she called me, and she asked me about you know like recommending a firearm for. And instead of rubbing her nose in, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll be more than happy to give you some information. But in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, Oh, it took this for you to finally get your head out of your ass and realize that I'm not the bad guy because I want to be safe. Now yeah. you have something to be worried about. It's so really
0: I, I made, it's my, really recommend, yeah, I made but,
1: my recommendation and she went out, she did what I, I suggested. She tried a bunch of different ones. Finally selected one, blah. But, uh, but then I talked to her a couple of weeks later and because she sent me a picture. I was like, oh, I got a gun, yay. And I was like, all right, congratulations. She said, uh, did, how much training are you doing on it? And she she just sent me the, the emoji with just the blinky face, that training? What do you mean training? And I was like, okay, so you you went out, you you bought a gun. Have you fired it yet? Well, no. Have you gotten any kind of, Instruction on how to use it, how to maintain it, how to carry it. Well, no, I just put it in my purse.
0: Whoa. Oh, she uh-huh. fucked up. Yeah. So, she doesn't even have a, I'm, I'm guaranteeing right now that she doesn't even have a license to carry. She doesn't. Oh. Oh no. yeah, she fucked up bad. Yeah so that, that's that's guaranteed no no yeah so the, of course Not i any, because, i tried to okay. I turned her toward michael one sec the reason why I, i'm i'm so uh th- this is this whole situation is really messed up because one you have to have your license to carry one thing they do do when you get your license to carry which takes probably around about seven to nine months to get the card back so you can actually carry it in your purse, or you can carry it in your pocket, or you just carry it. Mm-hmm. They actually train you and teach you safety before you do this. <laughs> a lot of people just think, oh, they just hand you a card and you're all good. Or no. what she stupidly did was just put it in her purse. Yeah, uh, well, no, but she did um... –
1: is I told her when she went to buy it to make sure that she got a holster that covered the the trigger guard and all that jazz. So she yeah she puts it in her purse, well, but it's in a holster, and it's not the greatest way to carry it. I know. Well, uh, but yeah. that's that's the way she's doing it. Uh, she also told me she doesn't carry it very often. She's only going to take it with her when she's going places where she doesn't feel safe. But well,
0: for still, the most part, she got she it. Does, the problem with that home. though, yeah. The problem, the problem still is if she even uses it to protect herself, she's still going to get arrested. Well, yeah.
1: That's what Michael and I were talking about tonight also is that you know if, you, if someone kicks your door in off the hinges and you shoot them, rather you kill them or not, after you discharge your firearm at somebody, you're, there is a 100% chance that you're going to jail. Yeah. You may not be there long as long as it was a justified shooting, but while the investigation goes – you're gonna be in jail.
0: Yeah, and me when when something like that happens, I just gotta. The problem with someone busting in my door is me going out trying to find the crappy gun. I, I I really just need to buy a high point, just so just so if that actually happens, you'd <laughs> be I better off just to let that just, motherfucker just unload go. it
1: and like pull the pull the rounds out of the magazine and throw them at people. There, I'm shooting you. I'm shooting no, you. No, no,
0: no, my my thinking is this. Okay. All right, I used the two hundred dollar
1: paperweight.
0: No, it's one hundred and fifty. <laughs> I looked this up. It's an I'm overpriced paperweight. The reason why the reason why shit the reason, <laughs> reason why I think about it is because I don't want that gun back, anyways. Yeah, course, yeah, I get it. Of course, that. I I would have to be uh, ever. I would have to tell the cops is like, hey, 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 just put Glock on there, so when people read the report. I gave you a Glock. No, sir, we can't do that. Glock, everybody. Knows uh, but them. you now you you still carry a Glock, right? Yeah, oh, okay. i, I I'm, I'm I'm. Well, that's that's my carry. Mm-hmm. No matter what, that's my carry. That that that's always probably going to be my carry until uh, uh, even if I when I get my uh, uh, competition gun. Did you Did change you, the trigger out of that Glock 19 yet? I never changed. I'm keeping it bare bones because I was, when I,
1: I hate Glock triggers.
0: Well, okay. I'm going to have to get used to it anyways. Changing. I'm going to, it's one of those things you train what you use. When I use the competition gun, I'm going to have to train it for competition. And it's one of those things is I'm going to have to go back and forth anyways. I might as well get used to it. Glock triggers suck. Just put a pyramid trigger in it and be done with it. I know, right? So
1: it that will be the best one hundred and twenty dollars you ever spend. (laughs) I think they're also. I I do believe that they're a drop-in trigger too, so you can do it yourself.
0: Yeah, you still have a pin on there.
1: Uh, Well, either way, we have a guy that does that. You know,
0: Ben. You know, he's, he's a guac armor. He's in a different country most of the time.
1: He's here right now, and he'll probably be in the country for the next few months because uh, oh, yeah. that, that entire region is on lockdown. They won't let him back in the country until this shit lifts. Mm. He's actually, uh, we were supposed to get together this weekend for the run fair, so we could go geek out. But, oh, man. Oh, yeah, you had to work. Yeah. yeah, I ended up having to work on Friday, and uh, then yesterday I was, I spent the better part of 10 hours on homework and studying. And, and then today I spent all day cleaning. So my weekend got, you know, I'm screwed, yeah. but either way, the rent fair was closed anyway. So yeah, just due listen. to, yeah. And I was like, eh, but I was kind of hoping he would come over. Cause every time he does, every time he comes over, he like, he goes through the apartment and he hunts down all of my weapons. He takes them apart, like to the, Freaking gun technician, armor master level disassembly, and just spring cleans them for me and puts it back together. <laughs>
0: wait a minute, wait a minute. Your guns aren't like super clean. No, they are right now because but, I've 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 cleaned every every gun like three or four times already. No, I'm like, my, ah, get no, this my really weapons good. are
1: my weapons are always clean. However, again is an clean. armorer. And he breaks them down like when I break my weapons down to clean them, I only break them down so far. I only field strip them. Yeah. Then we'll take them down to every individual piece. Like on your striker fire weapon, he'll disassemble the striker housing, oh. <laughs> and he like and he he like re- he'll replace all those gaskets, clean everything out. I mean, it's just I came it, home it's one, one of those day, things. And okay, so well, I, the, the last time he was here, when I got home from work, he had my AR pistol on the coffee table. And it was, I, I want to say it was in about 70 pieces or more. Now, when I break down my AR pistol, it's the, like, I don't even take the handguard off of the barrel, okay, when I'm cleaning it. But, yeah, you know, I mean, he, everything. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, come on, man, I can't come home. On leave and not clean one of my guys' weapons. It's 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 what I do. I'm your weapons it's, maintainer.
0: It's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those things. It's like you go out to the range. Like that's weird. What's well, weird? It used to squeak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, oh like oh, so, I'm when you were talking about your carry gun, like, um, I have a carry gun and I have what I call my bag gun. Uh, so my carry gun is the is the USP compact. Mm -hmm. And my bag gun is the VP nine, the VP nine goes in my bag carry or, or on my leg in the event that our economy collapses on itself. And we get the uh, second civil war that I've been praying for, for the past 20 years. Uh, So it'll either go in my bag or on my thigh, (laughs) but the USP is my everyday carry.
0: No, a funny story about fixing, fixing things that a person didn't know was broken uh my other co-host he is one of his magazines like why is this shaking i was like it's shaking what do you mean it's shaking it's like listen it it does rattling it was one of his magazines was rattling i was like well let me take a look i think one of the bullets is 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 loose in there i was like that's impossible. fucking possible here hand me that it's either spring no this is this is my fix And it back to him he's like oh i was like yeah i feel stupid don't you <laughs> What he, did he not, he not fix- have was it that the round wasn't
1: seated all the way in or the the spring all was the way
0: oh <laughs> you you know okay what do they teach you in the military when you actually put rounds in
1: remedial action rap tap bang
0: yeah <laughs> and i told him that i was like did have you not seen any kind of military movies? You remember yeah. when they
1: So this co-host we're talking about is this the one that I know?
0: Uh no, that's Michael.
1: Okay. That's so my dog. which which co-host are you
0: talking the, uh, about? The, the the overweight guy with the beard. The older bearded gentleman? Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't think I have ever it's met like, him. No, you have it. Uh we just started uh hanging out. Uh when I did my training for finishing when I was uh, up at work to get my uh, third skill to get my better pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we started talking and hanging out. Mm. He he was like, are you one of those uh, 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 people that doesn't really do dark jokes or anything? Because I don't know if they hang out with you. I said one joke. He was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> we can be friends. <laughs> yes you you, you I, I would i've
1: known a lot of people i have see no i have a dark personality my per, my sense of humor is dark your sense of humor is warped
0: mm, 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 mm. It's, it's 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 borderline Cthulhu as yeah. <laughs> David it's like, you
1: and i've been friends twenty five years there's something wrong with you. <laughs>
0: No, it's it's almost as bad as like the uh, uh, message I sent you today. Yeah,
1: I've (laughs) known you almost as long as Gary has, and he and I both agree there's something drastically wrong with this guy.
0: (laughs) Just because the rocks bang together every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what? uh... Fucking psycho. that was another thing i was gonna uh i needed to ask you is uh and I, I don't i don't think you really got it how's your uh storage of your PPE gear how, how much do you have in not in excess but do you ha- do you feel that you have enough to uh, uh for your day-to-day work
1: oh yeah absolutely um it so we're we're no longer using the uh the disposable N95 mask or surgical mask. Now, uh, because this this threat here is actually it, because it's getting worse. Now we're all wearing the uh, the painter style respirator masks.
0: Oh, okay. So okay.
1: it's you know we get to we bring it home with us and whatnot. It De-contamin- it stays, uh, yeah, it stays with us. So uh, I'll use it through the entire shift.
0: You don't you don't decontaminate like you do did in the services. Have a person like scrub you down. <laughs> Uh no, no, it's it's not quite that bad. Hey, yet. hey, I uh, you could you could find someone to do it. I mean, sometimes they're cheap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm no longer Catholic. Oh, <laughs> oh. no. but the um uh, like with that regard, so now we're wearing the the painter style respirator mask, but we're still also wearing our nitrile gloves and you know, the, I won't even go through an entire box in a shift. I mean, through on average in my 12 hour shift, we'll we'll do between six and nine calls in 12 oh, hours. Oh, and in Austin, that's that's weird. Actually, that's that's pretty heavy. That's a lot. It really? is, uh, well, yeah. Well, you know, my my co-host is also a paramedic, but he's a firefighter paramedic. So and he's a county Firefighter paramedic. So he only does nine one one calls. And I work twelve hour shifts. He works forty-eight hour shifts. Yeah. In my twelve hour shift, I'll do between six and nine calls. In his forty-eight hour shift, he might do three.
0: Oh. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so my call volume is my my call volume is pretty freaking heavy.
0: Well, I'm I'm just it's one of those things is I've not the one thing I'm not wrapping my head, head around, it's one of those things is you see on TV, they're always going on. If you're watching a show about you know uh, rescue people they're, mm-hmm. or first responders, you see them, they're always going to a call. I was like, what was that one, one on U, U, uh, USA? It was kind of a comedy with uh, paramedics. Uh, I don't know.
1: I think I know what you're talking about. That Was it yeah. Sirens?
0: Yeah, I okay.
1: think so. Yeah, they, so, but you got to remember too. He's as a firefighter when when they're not out on a call, they're at the station waiting for a call. Yeah,
0: the
1: so the difference is like I like I he does strictly nine If he the only time he's going to leave is when they when someone dials nine one one. With me, I I do nine one ones, but we also do. Interfacility transport. So that means that, like, um, say you've got your COVID patient at this hospital that was getting treated and they start to crash. Well, now they need to go to a hospital that is a higher level of care. Well, they have to get there somehow. It's going to be by ambulance. So they're going to send me and my partner over there to pick this patient up and transport them from that hospital to the other hospital. So we'll the, most of our night is spent doing stuff like that. And then you know we get the occasional nine one one sprinkled in on us because our truck isn't a nine one one dedicated truck. We're uh, we're kind of scattered out. We go wherever we get called to. Oh, okay. And we're not just relegated to Austin. Um, We've gone as far south as Galveston. Oh wow! Yeah, (laughs) we it the. That's a long night. <laughs> if we get sent out to Galveston, we're only doing that one call, and we're still going to get back to the station an hour after our shift is ended.
0: Oh wow! No, I still, I still think the uh, it's funny with firefighters because most of the calls you do is like uh, non-fire. It's more.
1: Uh, it's almost like, all
0: medical. Yeah, it's most firefighters it's uh, medical that more than it is, uh, uh, actual fires.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I think Michael was saying that since he's been there, I think he said he's only had one structure fire and he's been working there for like a year. Oh, wow. He's like 90% of the calls that they get are EMS, not
0: fire. Yeah. But I just, I just find that funny. You're a firefighter and you barely see a fire. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. I, I got a I got a I got a message one of the people that met through uh, honor flight. He's a firefighter for uh Dallas Fort Worth area.
1: Uh
0: ah. Scheduled an interview with him. But I was scheduled a couple of interviews. I just found out that you, like uh a couple of weekends ago that I can record I was trying to find a way to uh do something like this and still do the interviews, and I found out you can record off of Skype. I was like, oh. <laughs> You're like, well, guess what I'm gonna do? Guess what I'm gonna have to do now? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I was I was, tonight... I was I was ready and willing to go over other places to record all this stuff with all my recording gear and everything. And then I was like, oh, you can do that? Yeah.
1: Well, Michael and I actually <laughs> recorded tonight's
0: episode off of my phone. Yeah. That, well, that's another thing we're gonna because I told you about uh, getting the uh, uh, editing stuff. Yeah what I'm gonna get is a uh, gimbal they're only like a uh, $140 oh the line... <laughs> <laughs> what I you, if you want good quality you pay for some of the stuff that's
1: why I go with H&K buy once cry once
0: yeah I still don't like the gun it's yeah. just to me, it, it's one of those things it's If I buy something, I want it stupid simple. When I have to take it apart, I understand it probably is something stupid simple. But when I look at it first, you'd have to like disassemble it in front of me. Just like, okay, yeah, it'd be I I could do that. It's one of those. Understood. The next time I
1: make it up to Wichita, middle of nowhere falls, I'll bring the VP9. I'll break it down in front of you, and then you'll go.
0: I want one. No, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already headset for the uh Sig C- uh Sig C- Uh no, it's a uh, P320 X5. Okay, oh it's same basic platform. Man,
1: those guns, the grip on them, dude. If I didn't have gorilla sized hands, I would have a I would have one of those Sig models because. Oh, no. You you really the grip look is at stippled. The... Oh, it's stippled
0: so much it almost feels rubberized. No, you should look at the X5. I mean, it, it's it's for competition. Mm. And yeah, I don't want anything to... for competition. No no, 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 no. The reason why I say it would probably be good for you is because the uh, the handle for it is it, – it might fit on your gorilla-sized hand.
1: Oh, huh. yeah.
0: Because I was gonna buy, I was gonna buy this one gun competition. It was a Turkish gun, and it was already set up. It was almost the same price range and everything. As soon as I gripped it, my pinky finger kept on hitting the uh, uh, the bell mm-hmm. for uh, uh, putting the magazine in easier. Okay. And my pinky just hit that. And when I grabbed the SIG, it was just like it fit my hand. And it still has a little bit more space. So it might actually fit yours a little bit better. Well, that's
1: what I like about the VP nine is it's uh well first it's a it's a full size grip. You know, it's a yeah. double stack mag. Uh but it's also got the the customizable back strap and side straps.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it's yeah, I oh it, it fits my hand beautifully. And then oh, with, the, uh, with the with the USP another? it's just huge anyway. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's another thing. Uh, Steve has it on his H and K, and it's uh, it's like a sticker grip. It's like sandpaper almost, mm-hmm. and you just. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the link to the company as soon as. Uh, is it like a grip tape? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't. I don't need that though, is, I wear
1: gloves. No, you don't.
0: <laughs> No, you don't understand. Even with love, you, you notice the difference. Yeah. It's it's just, it's like night and day. You, as soon as you grip it, as soon as I gripped it, I was like, oh, my God, I want this stuff that's on What is it? Is it is it some magical? Do you have to go see a wizard? See <laughs> yeah. A wizard. Like, what is this
1: yeah. sorcery? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those.
0: It's like, what's this wizard? It's on a website. You can order it. It's like two bucks. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> really no i actually Richard i finally
1: i finally got the uh or made the magazine holders or magazine pouches for my bag it, i don't know why it took me so damn long to sit down and do it i mean these things have been in the closet for like two years i finally <laughs>
0: went ahead no, that was so funny
1: Oh Jesus! Here, I'll actually show it to you here too. It's. I'm actually, I'm really impressed with it. Please be wearing uh, pants. It's by the company uh, Vertex. Okay. Uh, Give me a second here. Uh, You still hear me?
0: Yeah, I can still hear you. Sorry, folks. He was wearing pants.
1: Okay, so here's the bag. Uh open it down.
0: Oh, okay. Pretty
1: badass, right? uh,
0: Yeah, you just didn't put the Velcro in there.
1: Hang on. Oh. Damn it.
0: You broke it.
1: How about that can you hear me better now
0: yeah, yeah i can hear you all right
1: okay i can't hear you for shit on mine but yeah but yeah th- so these things i made today and went ahead and just set them in there and it it works out really nicely i was pretty happy with it this is the vp9 okay
0: Yeah. Ew. Nice back. All
1: right, let me put my headset back in so I can hear you.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. And it took you how long to put those back in? Or Hang
1: on, I still can't in? hear you. I got to plug them back in. Oh. Okay, now I can hear you.
0: And it took you how long to put those in? Do what? It took you how long to put those in? To put what in? The, the Velcro stuff in there? Uh, I don't know, maybe five minutes no i mean how long to <laughs> actually put it in there oh two years <laughs> wow, <it's laughs> helpful,
1: no because you like they you you have to actually wrap them up and make them and every time i would look at it i'd go oh i'll i'll do it later and i'd put it back in the coffee table and forget about it it's, and I it's, would never remember until I had to open up the coffee table drawer and I'd see it and go, "Oh yeah, I need to do that." Ah, I'll do it later, and then I would forget again. So I just, you know, over the past two years, I just keep forgetting about it. And then, you know, today while I was cleaning, I was like, "Okay, I better do this now because if I don't, I'm gonna forget, and the shit's still gonna be in there next year."
0: <laughs> I can't really, you know, what I could say something, but I really can't say anything because I'll go up and like, ah. Uh, I've probably done something just like that. Like I'm, 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 it's one of those things. If it's not really, I don't, it's, if it's not really there, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I was well, like, it, uh, I was yeah. like,
1: well, every time I looked at it, I was like, uh, look, cause I had the holster in there. I was like, I should really put the mag pouches in there. And then I keep thinking, I was like, eh, I got 15 rounds already. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but now now like, i got 45
0: <laughs> now i can miss
1: a lot <laughs> yeah I, now i can miss a lot more than just
0: you know 15 <laughs> yeah oh uh, that well that's I, that's the reason why i don't i don't i'm one of those people that it's it's just i'm I'm a simplist. i can't i can't really uh my dad uh, brings around two magazines. I know you bring e- two extra magazines. I
1: do that for a purpose, though.
0: My dad, you can say the same thing my dad goes. Go ahead. No, no.
1: the thing is, when I'm here and I'm moving around, if I'm carrying my weapon and whatnot, I don't carry extra mags. I only carry my loaded weapon. The only time I carry spare magazines is when I'm going to an area, one, that I'm either not familiar with or if I'm going on a long road trip and I'll, I know that I'm going to have to stop in an area that would be considered a little shady. Okay, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, so that, that's what I mean by I do it with a purpose. So okay. I only carry according to the environment that I'm going into. Okay, okay. Uh, Does that make yet. sense? No, That's I'm, why, like, okay. so... It, like whenever you're, whenever you come come down here to visit, and we're hanging out in Round Rock or Austin, uh, I usually only carry uh, my loaded weapon and a folding knife. But whenever I go up to see you, because I have to drive for five and a half hours to get out there, and I'm, you know, surrounded by nothing, and the one place I stop for gas is kind of Silent Hill meets the Hood esque kind of looking area. Yeah, I, I have. Look- I have a loaded you know, weapon, two spare magazines, and a fixed bladed knife instead of a folding one. Yeah. You know, so it's I I always carry according to the environment that I'm going to be in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me and Kai had this have this thing that when we're driving, we we're going around towns and everything, we keep on seeing like an off shot where a farm uh farm is at mm-hmm. or a ranch, and you just see one light. And Every time, every horror movie, if you're stuck and your car breaks down, where does everybody go to? To that one light. We've already learned our
1: damn lesson. Actually, before I forget, the next time you come out here, remind me and I'll take you over to uh, the barbecue place uh, that actually housed the true story of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've
0: heard like 15 different stories. Well, it's. It, the what's area where we do it, our, even, it, okay. It was probably shot there. No, the, 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 the actual moon? place. No, the person the, I've, I've heard that the guy was actually
1: from Michigan. No, it, well, he might've been from Michigan, but
0: the, and it wasn't, the actions Texas, took place in,
1: out in the County where we do our nine one one response. Oh, we, uh, I've driven when I was doing my, uh, okay, this is how you drive an ambulance kind of classes the uh, supervisor I was with, as we drove by, she points at it. She goes, yeah, you see that over there? I said, yeah. She goes, you ever seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I said, yeah. She goes, that's where it happened. I was like, no, shit. <laughs> okay. So, and But I could be wrong. She may have been talking about the movie, but I'm pretty sure that she was referring to the, the actual it was, shot, it was
0: shot. it was shot near Austin, Texas. I know that. Mm-hmm. But the actual killer... He did – okay, there's, like, five different horror movies from the actual kill, uh, serial killer that it was actually from. Texas the Chainsaw uh, Massacre was one of them because he killed differently, like, every time.
1: Yeah, well, that's neither here nor there. What were we talking yeah.
0: about originally? I kind of feel like we went off the rails. Nah, we didn't go off the rails. We're, we're talking about uh, Your stuff with uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, like, Actually, we went from we COVID about, to
1: the Texas we went, Chainsaw
0: Massacre. Yeah, that was a weird. We went, that was we a went, weird segue. we went, no, we went <laughs> through. We went to PPE gear all yeah. the way over to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I'll do one better. There's in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> they have something called the Killing Fields. Have you heard of that? It sounds familiar. It's where they do uh, tests. It, uh, basically, when you say you're giving your body to science,
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: where you go because they test out uh, different things that happens to uh, human bodies. Mm. Interesting. They, they, put, they put a body in a trunk, and they just do studies. This is scientific studies, not some guy out in the boondocks going, you got any extra bodies out there that I can borrow? I want to <laughs> test some stuff out. Yeah, something tells me that the guy that talks like
1: that is getting his bodies from other sources. Yeah, you can pick one up from the morgue. He's the probably guy. picking his bodies up from someplace with neon lights and alcohol. Oh. Or truck stop bathrooms.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just a whole new fucking fear.
1: Or, yeah. or Walmart.
0: <laughs> that's a whole new fear. Yeah. yeah. Man, stop that. <clears throat> oh, but no, nah, I've been that was another what 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 have you uh, been up to other than that? Cuz I've been I've been going down the rabbit hole seriously <clears throat>
1: here lately. No, I, honestly, it's like I said earlier. I I go to work, I come home. Uh I'm I'm still in school. Uh they've got me in critical care transport school right now, so it's it was the next logical step for me as far as my career progression goes. Okay. So it's uh essentially I'm learning how to be uh, an ICU paramedic on wheels. So the people that are really really critically ill or on a lot of uh, life support devices, I'm learning how to use those devices and troubleshoot them when something happens during transport. Uh, Like I'll give you an example of. the, the chapter that we covered the other day in school was for high-risk uh, pregnancy. So when, when when you're in the back of the ambulance with a woman who's you know 24 weeks pregnant and her water breaks, yeah, that's, that baby's coming a little early. <laughs>
0: oh, so when I'll, she gives birth to a stanky. baby that's
1: this big, I have to be able to keep it alive.
0: Oh, I was I was thinking maybe the whole uh, Robin Hood uh, Prince of Thieves thing where uh, Morgan Freeman just had to cut it out. Yeah, no. There, there's a little bit more to it. than I guess you know there, there's a little bit more to it than that. Or the new Conan Conan and the Barbarian movie where he had to be cut out of his uh, out of his mother.
1: I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think more like uh, Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura Part 2. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I was referring to when he helps the lady give birth by like pressing down and shooting oh. <laughs> the baby out across the room. <laughs> Although the rhinoceros birthing or the hip, hippo birthing was, was entertaining. No, it was a Was it a rhino? It was a rhino. Yeah. That's a good girl. Uh, Arya over here passed out next to me on the couch.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. She's a butt. Yeah.
0: How's Maylin doing? I have,
1: She's doing well. She, um, she was supposed to be coming home here in the next couple of weeks. Mm, excuse me, couple of weeks, but Kuwait is on lockdown, so she probably won't be able to come
0: home until next year. She's still so- getting... She still gets paid for the time that she's over there. Or she's oh there.
1: yeah, yeah no she she's totally getting paid. Uh, yeah, so it's just but I mean it sucks. I uh, I was telling her you know the other what? day when I she totally and I were talking about how that much bipod. I hate
0: it when she's gone. Huh? I totally forgot about that bipod. I was supposed to give you the bipod so she can put it on her uh, scar. Um, I think she has she, that she has that handle bipod that's just like mine that you can buy for twenty bucks, but I got that uh uh. Uh, actually, oh,
1: that's right. Yeah, you got the bipod that cut that's housed inside the foregrip,
0: yeah. And, and she's got the same thing, right? I think she does. I
1: need to take that scar out and uh, clean it and put it up on display, but yeah, I'm not going to do that until I'm ready to start filming with all the, the guns hanging up as a backdrop. Oh, no. like she, she gets mad at me when I go to the range and I don't take her scars. She's like, did you take the scars? I was like, no. Because I, nope, I don't have... I get it forty. Well, I no, mean... it's I'm, I just I'm not a fan of the scar. I what I don't like about the scar is the uh, the charging handle. It uh, it reciprocates whenever you pull the trigger, unlike with the AR-15. So every time you pull the trigger, that the charging handle cycles. Oh, and the charging...
0: I don't.
1: That that's a feature of the scar that I just hate.
0: I thought the charging handle comes back, too, with the uh, AK. I think it it does.
1: does. Well, it does.
0: So it's the same as the SCAR.
1: No, okay, you you misheard me. I said with the
0: AR, not AK. Oh, okay, yeah, I did mishear you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: the AR, the charging handle stays forward while you're using it but i I just don't like the reciprocating uh charging handles because as i'm moving around it i've had a couple of times i've had the charging handle
0: catch my thumb oh you you had the same that i used to have with the glock reason why i didn't really like it hurts (laughs) it 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 hurts like
1: a son of a bitch it probably wouldn't be quite so bad if i wasn't left-handed yeah yeah, you know, because then the charging handle will be on the outside. But because it's it's so close to where I'm gripping, you know, if if I if I panic and I come up too quickly and I pull the trigger, that charging handle just grabs it'll bite
0: my thumb and oh god, it hurts so bad. Or get your thumb out of the way no matter what.
1: Well, yeah, you would, but Yeah, you know, it's
0: one of those things where if you when you're surprised oh, and you. rounds are coming at
1: you, and you're just reacting, coming up on target, that uh, it just it, it after having that experience with it in the field, it just left me with a really bad taste in my mouth.
0: No, yeah. no, I can see that because I did the same thing with the Glock. This is the reason why I didn't like the Glock for uh, so long because I ended up uh, getting getting cut right right there.
1: Oh, you got it? Bit you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The see, uh, and I like. Uh, uh, and the Glock that you carry is the one that I used to carry, right?
0: Yeah, because it has a See, uh, beaver tail on it now. Yeah,
1: because I loved... I, I really liked the Glock. The the one reason I did not... Well, two reasons that I didn't like the Glock. You already know I hate their trigger. But the the problem that I had with it was unless I was wearing gloves, every time I would fire that weapon, the magazine release would dig into one of my fingers, and it was just a pain in the ass. It was like... It was like shooting with a sand spur on the side of the on the side of the weapon because I'm left-handed.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, at least didn't. Well, at least you didn't have the same problem that Evan Hafer had. What, was, what
1: problem
0: he have? When he was going through uh, room clearing, actually, I think he actually was in combat. He was r- room clearing a building, and uh, he didn't he didn't realize that he had his finger on the release magazine release on his uh his M4. And he 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 hit the button on accident, and the magazine slipped down a little bit. It didn't fall out. He just hit down a little bit. He would have fired one shot, and he was like, "I would have messed that guy up really bad with that one shot." I hope.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, that
0: that's what you call a worst case scenario. Yeah. You look
1: at to go, "Holy shit!" I hope this doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, because once once you fire that shot, you know it's gonna make the magazine fall down completely and just gonna it's gonna just ruin your whole fucking moment there because the magazine falls you look down uh-oh oh oh, he has a barrel to my head now
1: yeah that would be bad
0: although it's um, it's well you i think i
1: told you about why i hate beretta right
0: no you never said that
1: uh well okay so uh way back when uh, the when the standard issue sidearm was was the yeah. uh, beretta 9, 92 foxtrot yeah
0: uh, a lot of people I, don't like that guy
1: where was I I was where were we we were in Iraq uh, we were taking taking fire from close quarters so one of my guys was wounded and I was trying to shield him and return fire at the same time and I drew my my uh, my beretta and I took aim on a guy that you know, he's right in front of me and I pulled the trigger. I couldn't have been any further than maybe, you know, 15 feet max, 50 feet. It might've actually been closer than that, but 15 feet at the at the furthest. And I hit him right in the center of his forehead and he just hit him and he fell straight back. And I thought, okay, good. And then I immediately went to trying to treat my Marine. Well, while I was treating my Marine, My battle buddy said that the dude that I just plugged in the forehead, this is after the fact, he's like, doc, you hit that dude in the face. And he went down. You started working on our guy. I started reengaging and out of the corner of my eye, I saw the dude that you shot in the face, sit up like a fucking vampire. Holy shit. He sat back up and he did one of these numbers. And then picked up his AK and went to re-engage me. And then that guy grabbed me and pulled me down below the berm and engaged him. Uh, but, I mean, after after that, I was like, I'm fucking done with this. I will never carry another Beretta for the rest of my career as long as I live. So when we uh, we exfilled back to uh, back to the boat, we were turning in all of our gear, blah. And I complained to my armor about, you know, the uh, the issue that I had. And he was... He, and he was the consummate professional. He was like, well, it, the problem wasn't the weapon. The problem was more than likely just the round. You probably didn't have a full charge in the cartridge. And I was like, I'm never carrying that piece of shit again. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, you had a bad round. I don't care. I'm not carrying that goddamn thing again. So, you know, a couple of days later, they're they're sending us out again on another op. And I, I go down to the armory to get my my weapons and gear issued out to me. Yeah, and he uh he pulls out my M4s, oh, okay, I got everything in. I throw that over my chest. And he he, t- he pulls my my night or my M9 out of the uh out of the locker and he puts it up on the table. And he goes, All right, there's your bread. And I picked it up and I looked at it and I threw it into the trash can. I <laughs> said, Give me something else. He's like, dude, I told you, I was like, give me something else. He's like, All right, fine. He walks over to one of the seal containers and he opens it up. Well, I don't even know if it was really one of the seal containers. It may have been one of the recon guys, uh, recon teams' lockers. But he opens up one of the other lockers and he comes over to me and he hands me a uh, a USP, like full size. And he goes, "Here, try this." And that was the first time I'd ever gone out to the field with an H and K, and I'd been an H and K guy ever since.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a seal team because they uh, they uh, manage their own weapons. Yeah, but they
1: still have to store them in the armory. On they a Navy to... ship, they store oh, them in an armory. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I was referring to, because all the weapons are kept in the armory. Yeah. So I don't... I, I'm pretty sure it was probably just one of the... Uh, uh, it was probably one of the Forge Recons. Because there's a lot things. of the... Uh, because I, I, was... I know for the longest time, I know the SEALs carried H&K for a long time. I don't remember when they swapped over to Sig Sauer, but I think now I think they carry Glock.
0: Although I could be, I could be wrong. I don't know. I know, I know, uh, I know. Some uh, I was talking to team guy. He's he he told me he's like I don't even carry a sidearm. went in yeah.
1: He, uh, one of my old buddies. He was the same <laughs> way. He said that at first he did, but he said that a lot of a lot of the guys in the teams are like, yeah, we don't carry sidearms because it's just extra weight.
0: Well, the whole – his the way he described it, his whole reasoning was uh, because if he has a malfunction with his gun or he has to reload or he has to go to his sidearm, his battle buddy is usually just shooting the guy anyway. So he's like, that's a waste. I'll just carry a cleaning kit. Yeah. It's
1: no my buddy was telling me he's like yeah it's just extra weight that i don't want to have to carry so i was like so what do you carry as a backup and he, says, and he goes an mp5 <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> i'm like are you fucking kidding me i was like well, why an mp5 and he's like because
0: they won't let me carry a ump <laughs> well no that's that's not bad as uh, a go. it's uh uh I know a guy. He was talking about uh, him going out, and this is a he worked for the company, and uh, he basically he they were telling him was like, "Yeah, we're going out to this area and everything like that." Oh, that area? Okay. He takes his he takes his pistol, and puts it puts he unloads it and everything, puts it in, uh, puts it in a secure area, and then he's like, "Hey, hand me a couple of those grenades." He's like. Grenades? you're not taking your sidearm he's like no the place that we're going if i have to go to my secondary i want something that goes uh, with a bigger bang oh gosh so Uh, i do remember
1: when when i first went with the marines there was a point in time when i was kind of worried because you know there was a point when i'd never been in combat yeah so i was scared it was one of those moments where i was like yeah. I remember a couple of years ago I was the baddest motherfucker on the block and ain't no one going to mess with me. And now I'm being told you're going to Afghanistan. And I thought, Oh shit. I can, die. I can actually die. This shit just got real. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm talking to my Marines. i like, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm worried. So you guys need to let, let's talk equipment and whatnot. And, the uh, the way that it was put to me at that time, because, I mean, this is before I went to sniper school, too. And they were like, all right, Doc, look, if it ever gets to the point where you have to pull a weapon and start throwing rounds down range, that means that we're in real deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so I shouldn't have to I, I, I shouldn't have to shoot anything because y'all have seen me shoot. I can't shoot for shit because at that time. I really couldn't shoot for shit, <laughs> you know, and, and they knew that. And they're like, Oh no, doc, we're, we got you. If so. And I, I was such a bad shot at that time that whenever we would go out on an op, while we were in the helo on our way out there, I would start giving my ammunition to my guys. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, who needs extra mags? <laughs> and they're like, why aren't you keeping? I was like, no, look, I only need two. I, I need two rounds in my, uh, in my sidearm. And they're like, why two? I said, one's for you and one's for me, just in case we get captured. <laughs> so, no and, uh, and that worked for a while, but then they they made me learn how to shoot. So yeah.
0: <laughs> no, what's what's really bad is, is like a lot of people because my, my story is one of those things, you know, you know I was a cook and uh, everybody everybody they have these like really great war stories and everything. And then they come to me and it's like, oh, you're just a cook. You were, you never saw come back. You picked up donuts in Kuwait. Did once. <laughs> and I tell, and they're like, ha ha ha, that's funny. I was like, no, no. You're like, man, Kuwait isn't even a deployment, man. That's just a vacation. It's a couple of months of vacation. And I was like, and I tell them what happened. He's like, you're you're messing with this. I was like, no, this is this is what happened. How uh, you're not going anywhere with us? (laughs) If you're that bad luck, you get shot at it in Kuwait when there's not even a war going on. No. (laughs) Well, all things considered. That reminds me of another story of uh, of uh, the active duty versus reserves or National Guard. I understand wording when you're in a in an environment that you're. Hey, um,
1: pause the recording.
0: Okay, hold on. Well, what happened was, uh, I was going in with a reserve guide to pick up the donuts off the base, and we had to transfer the TCNs. And what had happened was. He kept on eating the donuts. Well, when we're out, out on the base, we have to go uh, – we have to uh, – when the donuts are uh, on the vehicle, we have to have bomb squad. The security forces have to come out. They get the first uh, things, of donuts and everything. But we still have to have bomb squad, have a dog go in and check everything out. This stupid motherfucker kept – every time he would uh, eat the donut, he was like, man, these donuts are the bomb. And me and this security forces people were going, what? These donuts, this is a bomb. Really? Really? We're <laughs> searching for a freaking bomb here. And you keep on bringing up a bomb. Donuts and bomb. We have to go in like three or four times to make sure that there's no bomb in these donuts. And I'm... Me and me and the security forces are just looking at each other. I'm like, no, this is not on me. This is not on. me. He's an idiot. like,
1: that, that's reserved. You're, you're oh, not going with me ever again.
0: What's the, what's even worse is he outranked me, so he had to go. Oh god. Yeah, and I was looking at this. He's reserved, and they would just look at me going, oh, oh, you poor idiot. Well, that was, that's another funny thing that's happening now. I mean, I'm I, I wondering if this is happening in the office, because they're doing this in uh, a lot of the cities. Is like uh, right now, K. Yeager's Coliseum, you know, the place that we go uh, to the gun show and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they're doing now is that's going to be a staging area for COVID-19 if it has to blow up, mm-hmm. and the National Guard is going to... Uh, be uh, there to guard and everything. As and soon as someone said that, I was like, thank you for letting me know this. This is very good information if I never uh, ever need to get equipment. He was like, well, the National Guard is going to be there. I was like, yeah, you're not a veteran. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael
1: was mentioning <laughs> that too. He was like, yeah, I want to get a new helmet because uh, I've, I've got one, but it's it's actually just a little bump helmet, and if I ever get a set of nods, you know, from a National Guardsman that drops them. That drops them. Uh, hey, <laughs> they're just hey, gonna be. If you see way me rolling heavy. in
0: a new Humvee with spinners on it and a <laughs> lift kit, don't ask where I got the Humvee.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> oh
0: gosh. By the way, FBI agent, please don't. But no, no, uh, and he's just going up. It's like, man, they're trained to do this. It's like, oh, you don't really understand, dude. You're not a veteran. <laughs> you yeah. Don't know how much?
1: Clearly, you've never done anything with the National Guard before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I could literally go up and say, "Hey, look, a distraction," and I can take all their gear. Oh, did you hear? Okay, this happened in uh, Christmas time frame. Uh, a couple of Marine. I think it was in Georgia. A base in Georgia uh marine base. And this this is just how how <laughs> stupid it is. Uh they were doing hands across America in the field uh and uh in the exercise uh field. Guess the reason why hmm. uh, two M fours became missing because someone came out of a truck and stole the M fours. Jesus.
1: Well, you know, one of the problems that we've had lately is when we get a patient to the hospital, it's become I don't I don't know how often it's happening, but it's happening often enough to where we have to be extra vigilant about this. People are breaking into our ambulances and stealing our PPE.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, there was a thing in uh, New York. That was another thing. Was uh, was it was a government mayor or something to that extent. Uh, it was one of the high ups because this people, uh, these people were hoarding uh, PPE gear, so the sheriff's department came in and took it. That was the it, it, it's illegal, one very highly illegal, uh, but I mean. They were literally filling a U-Haul truck full of the PPE gear. It's one of those things. It's you could, you have to pay for this stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't go ahead and take it, even if the person is being a douchebag and hoarding vital gear for safety. But you still, ha- I mean, two wrongs don't equal right. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, but if they bought it, it's
0: yeah. theirs. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's just all kinds of craziness. Well, it, it's it's the whole thing, like uh, the horror stories during Katrina that I've been finding out. During crisis, you find out about a lot of the horror stories that you hear from other disasters. Like uh, Sheriff's Department during a Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, they were literally raiding people's houses and taking their weapons. Tisk, Yeah. It it's situations like this that people really understand what's overreaching on our government and why certain people and I'm not going against liberals or conservatives or or anybody. It's just basic fact that you have to realize that when a government oversteps your bounds of uh, taking control and everything, that's why a lot of people that are uh, uh, very upset about uh, the quarantine and the, – the government isn't supposed to force you to stay in your homes and everything. Mm-hmm. They literally – even Trump is saying – This is a suggestion, but we're going to have to stop a couple of works, um, working areas, and just to stop this virus. Now, he didn't say at any point in time, hey, you have to stay home. He said this is a suggestion, like a good politician, and this is not going for Trump or anything like that. This is just the way you're supposed to word stuff when you're dealing with stuff like this. You so he's suggesting
1: great... a self-imposed curfew, basically.
0: Yeah. Or self-imposed quarantine. But there's, there's places that they're literally saying, hey, you can't go out or anything like that.
1: And... Yeah, that's not happening here.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: But people are, like in this area, people are taking it upon themselves to stay with that safe social distancing thing. Yeah. They're like nobody's going out to go shopping, so on and so forth.
0: Or like stupid people in uh LA where they have a whole fucking neighborhood block party. Is it <clears throat> it's a wonder why there's a lot of people there. It's it's one of the things like you can't make us do this, but common sense says it's like, hey, listen this is a bad thing. If we just deal with this for three weeks and let this go over, we won't, they won't try to implement stuff like they did in China where they actually welded doors shut. And when they unwelded them, they were surprised that the people inside were all dead. Jesus.
1: I hadn't even heard of that.
0: Oh God. God. Like I said, I go down the internet rabbit hole uh, here lately that it's just – it's just all kinds of weird that what people – I mean, there's – I think it's somewhere near Turkey or Turkestan. They're literally – what they're basically doing is to combat, uh, combat the Chinese virus. They are literally telling people not to use the word COVID-19 because it uh-huh. isn't really a thing. They're they're literally just killing people because of it. And the leader of Cambodia just decided. It's like, well, this government's fucked. I'm going to go to Germany with my 20 watts. <laughs> Iran's uh, <clears throat> uh, supreme leader is uh cut off his whole entire family and everything so he's uh basically <laughs> he's basically keeping his family out uh out of reach for like 15 uh feet and he just lets his staff he's just basically alone for right now until it blows over but you know when you have billions of dollars you can do stuff like that
1: yeah you can do pretty much whatever you want with enough money
0: yeah but that that is another thing though that what a lot of people are now realizing is during all the people that are saying it's like oh socialism is a new thing that we need to implement and i'm sorry if i'm getting on a political uh thing on this but a lot of the billionaires are actually donating a lot of their fortunes to help research uh get PPE gear, get ventilators. I mean, Elon Musk just bought uh, 40 uh, ventilators uh, to the United States and donated them. Uh, A lot of companies are stepping up. A lot of uh, alcohol companies, uh, whiskey companies. There's one in Houston that... They uh, switched from making uh, whiskey to actually making hand sanitizer. Oh, the isopropyl uh, alcohol. Yeah. Uh, Lead Slinger did the same thing. Uh, I mean, what a lot of people uh, are not understanding is during a crisis, we actually step up. But it's the naysayers and everything that go down and just say – Oh, the big companies, corporations are bad. We we need to we need to start uh, helping out the small businesses. I was like, uh, technically, if you want to if you want to say something, I mean, some of those small businesses, yeah, are not gonna survive this. It's gonna be really sad.
1: <laughs> I'll be really interested to see what happens with the U.S. economy over the next couple of months, considering our economy. Is backed by the gross domestic product, which yeah. is supported through consumption. With nobody out there spending money, are like the the value or the power of the American dollar is going to tank.
0: My biggest thing isn't that; it's the uh, transfer of. Uh, uh, making goods, because right now, a lot of uh, countries, including this one, hopefully, uh, can't get started on the PPE gear stuff. Uh, most, of the, most of our stuff is actually made in China. Well, a lot of countries now are getting away from China and having other countries make their stuff japan's uh doesn't want to deal with them anymore
1: japan doesn't Uh, do anything in china
0: apparently they did because they just they just went on a thing they just said we're not uh we're having all of our stuff that's made in china made in somewhere else so
1: yeah if they if they do yeah it's very little because i know that uh Like, Japan doesn't import anything, or they import virtually nothing from China and or Korea. Mm. Even South Korea? Yeah. Like, um, dude, Japan is the most hated of all... Like, in in Asia, Japan is the one nation that's hated by all of Asia. We got over
0: it, and they fucking bombed the shit out of us. Of course we... (laughs) We just,
1: well, the, yeah, they bombed the shit out of us. But the difference is, is that Japan um, invaded and occupied yeah. all of the other major uh, Asian nations. Like they occupied South Korea, China. But it they still play, like uh, when I was in China, there there's still areas that you can go to where you can see the original signs still posted that read "No Dogs or Chinese Allowed."
0: Ooh,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm like the the Japanese back in the uh, the 1920s, 1930s. They were they were just a colossal bag of dicks to all of Asia. They really were. I mean, Japan was a just. Oh my God, Japan was a raging dick.
0: Well, <laughs> it we kinda, really was. We kind of we kind of gave them a little bit of humble pie after we made a couple of their people glow sticks. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the sad thing,
1: too, is that uh, the documentation of their history is so diluted or convoluted that, like, Takako's grandparents still, they did not know why the U.S. dropped two atomic bombs on them.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's it's that,
1: like, their their history is that diluted.
0: It doesn't really surprise me. I mean... Look at North Korea right now. Whenever they uh, or whenever we give them goods or humanitarian aid with because they, when they see the American flag, their their first response and this is coming from people that uh, ran away from North Korea. They see the American flag. They didn't, they, they thought it was just a uh, evil enemy and his, the the supreme leader uh, convinced the United States to give us the stuff because we're so badass type stuff. Hmm. But well, that <laughs>
1: was how the Japanese uh, when when China invaded uh, Korea. The the way that it was put back to them was basically the general in the the general of the army and the admiral of the navy sent a letter back to. The uh, the shogun or the the emperor of Japan basically said, "Yeah, so uh, we showed up in Korea and they liked everything that we had and the way we did things so much that it just gave our country or gave their country to us, so we own that now." And then a certain time after that, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, China, yeah, we own that now too." Well,
0: yeah, there, there's two things on this one. Uh, the first one is uh, uh, what happened. We we, uh, this is this is on us. This is how we kind of uh, messed messed up history a little bit. Well, way we were taught, we weren't the we weren't the first ones to get to Hitler. Who was? It it was the Russians. Oh. German, Germans actually teach that to their kids and everything. Yeah, but, but
1: wasn't Russia part of the Axis powers?
0: They were still in the Axis powers, but the way a lot of people in America think is America was the ones that uh, finalized the last part of the uh, war. But it is actually we, we allowed uh, Russia to do the, uh, the strike first, and we came afterwards. Ah, uh, okay. Now here's the other thing, and this is just recent stuff. Uh, the World Health Organization had a, a press conference, which they're messing up because they're in the pockets of China because China gives a lot of money to the World War- uh, Health Organization, and uh, they were ta- they were trying to say it's like, hey. Uh, Thailand's having a bad time too. The head speaker for the World uh, Health Organization won't even say Thailand because China claims that Thailand is part of China. Mm-hmm. So they don't. Wait, even...
1: are, is it Thailand or Taiwan?
0: I think it's. No, it, you're right. I think it's probably I Taiwan. Taiwan. It started with the T. I'm dyslexic. Shut up.
1: I still think that we should start calling dyslexia yes. That way people who have it would know what they had. <laughs> <laughs> that no, was I... your joke. You said that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, sometimes... and it's stuck with me. I'm like. You said that, God, oh God, when did you say that to me? I think that we were in the 10th grade when you said that to me. And And it made me laugh so hard, I was almost in tears. I do remember that I snorted when you said it to me. And it just, that's, that's the, that's the one David joke that has stuck with me for over 20 years. <laughs> well, good thing it wasn't one of my is, recent I'm going to start calling dyslexia slistexia. And I said, why? I said, that way people who have it will know what they have. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Jesus. Right, and it wouldn't have been as funny if you didn't have dyslexia. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's always but, but it's always And funny. I remember like, you said that while we were in English class, and it was uh, it was Miss Fane our teacher. She heard it too, and even she went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: sometimes I come up with gems. Oh yeah, they're few polished, and far between, polished, but when they come, they like, I can sell that.
1: <laughs> Oh god, that was man. funny. What? All right, dude. Hey, it's you know it's like two o'clock in the morning.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't have to go to work. Well, I'm getting tired. Let's, so let's, tired. If <laughs> let's, let's tired. wrap this if, up. If you, if you can wrap we'll wrap this up. Uh oh man, I am getting tired now. <laughs> once you mention once you mention it, it messed me up. Well, everybody, this is gonna be the end of the episode. Uh you uh, go ahead and uh, tell us where you what your uh, YouTube channel is so they can go to it. Uh, my YouTube channel is called
1: Melting Snow.
0: Uh, Melting Snow. Uh, we'll go ahead and end this. I'm David Dickerman, and this is our special guest Jason Siegler. Thank you for watching. Hopefully, we see you again later on. All right, bud. All Did right. A good
1: chat with you. Thanks for having me on.
0: No problem, bud. Love All you. Right.
1: Love you. Cheers. All right.